second birthday to the SBP podcast. Well, thank you, Aaron. You sound like a professional announcer on our podcast. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing well. How are you doing, Susie? I'm doing great. You know, it's my birthday, sort of, right? And um, (laughs) I'm not having any cake or ice cream. So how Um, does it feel to be two years old? Really, I wish I could go back to that. (laughs) In some ways, I'm still two years old, though. You know, I still believe in magic, (laughs) Uh, like the magic of Halloween. How are you uh, spending your? Did you uh, do anything special? I know you did. Uh, Well, well, yesterday um, I I went up to LA for a uh, sort of a a Halloween-themed comic book uh, event. Um, it's an all-day event at this uh, place called uh, Golden Apple Comics in L.A. on Melrose. And um, it was like a free comic book day, um, like Halloween-themed. Uh, Halloween and that was the first part of the day. And then the latter part of the day, in the evening, from 5 to 9, uh, it was sort of like a mini uh, comic convention. So uh, they they put together uh, about maybe 10 or so uh, uh comic book creators, um, some of which have been on my podcast, The Holiday Show. And um, my friend Ryland actually was the one that told me about it and he invited me to go up there and, you know, to be part of it. Uh, initially, the plan was to sort of do uh, like a live broadcast or maybe some podcasting, but <laughs> but they had, a, they, had, they had a DJ going on and oh, it, was pretty, no. it, was, it was pretty loud. So uh, instead, I just sort of, uh, you know, talked to some of the creators, uh, some of which I didn't know. Um, and I'll also set up, uh, uh, you know, future, uh, um, I guess, uh, at a future time, I, I put them down on my on my calendar for, for some uh, uh, upcoming podcasts. So uh, it did wasn't... You, did you record anything on your phone? Uh, I did. I did some sort of, uh, I, I took some video and I took some pictures. So maybe I can string something together, like a little, little promo uh, video for, for that event. Cool. Yeah, Aaron is like... The student. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Padawan. <laughs> the, or if there's such a term as student ambassador for the International Mobile Film Festival. No, but I, in all honesty, um, Aaron is, uh, when I met Aaron back in 2016 at Comic San Diego Comic Con, he just, he had been recording things um, 
I think with a DSLR, right? For and and on the phone. Right, right. You sort of caught us at a tra- on a transition phase. Um, right. It was meant yeah, to we, be. We, yeah. <laughs> when, when we first started out, I actually started shooting with a um uh, a, a Canon Mark D, uh, Canon 5D Mark II. Uh, it was pretty heavy. I had I had nice lenses and everything, but. After going to a few shows, especially a show like uh, San Diego Comic Con, it's like you know a whole week, you know, lugging around that camera, it it, it can get pretty, you know, it's a workout sometimes. Um, so, um, I, 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 eventually, I kind of thought, you know, camp, these these uh these smartphones are are getting better and better, and I just happened to meet Susie at the right time, and we kind of just made a transition where I'm just. You know, sh- shooting everything with with my with my smartphone now. <laughs> yeah, and you know. Um... Uh, I don't advertise it a lot or promote it a lot, but I do have a, for the SBP podcast and all the other things that we do, there's a Patreon page. And when I first started that, one of the, one of the things it said is like, you should really, I don't know if they forced it or not. I can't remember, but you should really create, um, an introduction video. And I was like, well, I, I don't want to shoot myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I asked Aaron, I said, you know, if you if you come and shoot me, um, I will reward you with a little bit of a free class, right, on how to shoot with your phone. And that was the first time that you had experienced using a shotgun mic. Uh, it's all about shooting in video production, just so that everybody knows, right? Um, <laughs> right. So he was shooting me with his phone, and then I asked him to pull out the shotgun. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the shotgun mic, and um, uh, he held that, and I was uh, probably about eight feet away or seven feet away from you, not that far, but he pointed it at me, and he was monitoring uh, the input sound coming into his headphones of me at the distance, and what did you say? Oh, you know, I, I, my first impressions were, like, I was just amazed at how... No, no, I, I mean, what did you say? Remember when you... When you pointed that mic, like, what was your expression? I don't recall exactly what I first okay. said. I remember. So let me share it with everyone. <laughs> it was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This that wasn't is... that dramatic. Come yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> you were. We were in a park. It was all open. He was practically screaming. Uh, <laughs> but you were. you did say, oh, my God, this is awesome. I remember yeah, it, you. It was. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> because you said it sounded like I was... You know, you were used to listening to people speaking into a mic really close for your podcasts. Right. And because of the distance, that just blew you away. You were like, it sounds like it's right here, you know. Um, are you going to get a shotgun mic for your mic? You know, they're really not that expensive. Um, I'm not sure. Um, just because sometimes when I when I do um, interviews at, at events, like I'm also – in the in the video too, like I, I self I do a selfie video basically. Right. So it'd be kind of hard to do a, a <laughs> shotgun myself and and the person. So, right. But who knows? Maybe maybe the shotgun will would be good enough for both of us. I don't know. Yeah. Well, um, we have a mutual friend, you know, Keithan, uh, Keithan Jones. Yep. Uh, he's having a, an event, Black Comics Day in San Diego. It's um, February twenty. 20- was what day was it again? Uh, around that time, is this is the weekend of um, you know, Martin Luther King's uh, Martin Luther King Day? Yeah. So um, I I shot him. <laughs> I shot him, 
and uh, Makita uh, Dredd from the uh, World Beat Center at Balboa Park. And I shot them both to do a little promotional video for them. And I ended up using that shotgun mic. Um, so I was in front of them, and I wasn't that far away. But what I was doing was I was sort of pointing it, you know, from him to her to her to him, you know, that kind of a thing. And it's just one input all in, in one, you know, um, basically using one microphone. And it sounds so good. Um, I have no affiliation with the brand of the microphone that I love so much that I use. Um, but I'm going to share with our listeners. My favorite microphone brand is Audio-Technica. And the reason for that is because even their cheapest mics usually, well, they're really good. They just put out really well. They're good quality microphones. So even if you don't have a big budget, um, you can get a pretty decent microphone by Audio-Technica. So anyway, enough of that. It's like I'm plugging them in, but there's no, but I'm just trying to help some of our listeners. So Aaron, let's go back to Halloween. are you um do you have any scary stories that you can share with our listeners anything i know i'm totally putting you on the spot we're doing this on the fly but (laughs) have you have you ever has anyone ever told you anyone close to you anything kind of scary or freaky that's happened to them um you know it's funny i mean every once in a while like i'll get to go to my friends and they'll, they'll talk about ghost stories and stuff but um i'm not really a a believer in ghosts myself, so I sort of turn my ear off when, when they start talking about that. But, I mean, it, just generally speaking, they, they, they talk about, uh, I'm trying to recall, like my my, my uh, podcast co-host, Alex Benedicto, he recounted, I think, a story one time where uh, it seemed like, I think they went snowboarding, and it just seemed like everything that could go wrong during that trip, like, went wrong. Like, like little things would happen here and there that would, they, it, like it, it was it, a haunted trip. Sort of, sort of like yeah, like 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 it's like if if they would have been off by like a millisecond, then they wouldn't have gotten to like a wreck. Or mm-hmm. if uh, you know if if something like snow falling at a spot where they were going to be at, but they weren't there, just but they were there like just brief seconds before. So just you know little things like that. Um, and then uh, I think I have another friend, uh, Kirk. He tells a lot of ghost stories and. Uh, I can't remember anything specific, um, but um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm trying to blank here. I know, and and because you you don't you haven't had any experiences like that, it it's kind of like it, you know, it's hard to believe that the experiences of other people when you know, especially dramatic like that, right? Because you haven't had those experiences yourself. And it's not so much that you believe someone else is not telling the truth uh, or over-dramatizing it or anything. It's just that, you know, you believe they're telling the truth from their perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, I'm, I'm going to share a, a creepy story on my end. And I had experienced weird things in my life, but never one like this one. And I'm going to try to kind of share this story with you and the listeners um, in a way that doesn't really get 
too detailed into who the person was that witnessed it with me, which is the reason why when you have someone else with you that experiences the same thing, but you haven't spoken about it, uh, and then later you share the story with them and they're like, or they share the story with you, and you're going, that's exactly what I was feeling. That's exactly what I was experiencing. Don't you think, Aaron, that kind of makes it really creepy? Because uh, yeah. that perspective now is like more validated in a way. Um, yeah. Uh, especially once you get to, you know, I think once you hear it, you know, coming from somebody who who feels that they're, they're really sincere about it. And it's like, even though you may not have experienced it yourself, right. it's like they're so convincing. Um, so let me share this story with you and see what you think. So this is a long time ago. And I was living in an apartment. I had been living there not that long, actually, at the time. Uh, probably just a couple of months. And um, came in late last night. And uh, one of my friends, I, uh, we drove to my house, and his car was at my house because we had gone out, you know, together. And he actually um, had had a, a few beers, and I'm, I'm kind of a big thing about, you know, drinking and driving. Um, so I said, you know, it's like one in the morning, um, you've had a couple beers. I know you don't feel anything, but just in case, why don't you just, you know, sleep here? And he said, okay. And so, um, he was going to, uh, sleep on the couch and, you know, I give him a pillow and a blanket cause I'm nice like that. I'm a nice little hostess. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> uh, he fell asleep, but in the middle of the night, uh, he was uncomfortable on the couch. It was an old couch. So he uh, went down to the floor, and he, he was uh, sleeping on the floor. Throughout the night, now this is the account that we both have. What happened was, throughout that night, I went to sleep, and I kept sort of, just as I was ready to fall asleep, I would hear footsteps in the hallway. And the hallway led to the living room, and the couch was up against the wall that was on the other side of my bedroom wall, right? And so I kept hearing footsteps going back and forth. And one of the times I thought, is, is, his name is Mark. And I said, is Mark getting up and walking around? Or like, I didn't know, like, is he sleepwalking? Like, what the heck? So I got up and I looked and he was, I, that's when I saw him laying down on the floor sleeping. And I was like, wow, how'd he get on the floor? Okay. Um, no big deal. Went back to bed, went back to sleep and woke up again, hearing these footsteps going back and forth. But I didn't feel like getting up this, this time, you know, it was just like, whatever. And then I hear um, uh, I mean, I fell asleep and I, I didn't hear anything. I actually felt someone sit on the edge of my bed, hmm. Like you know how it sinks in and you go with it. 
And yeah. as, I, as I was waking up from that, I felt something like that. Like it was, it totally felt like, you know, we've all had our moms or somebody sit on the edge of our bed when we were kids and stuff, right? Or anybody right? when you're laying down. And so all of a sudden I felt hands coming down, like two hands pushing down on my chest. And I freaked out, so opened my eyes, and there was no one there. And then I felt like when someone gets up, you know, from the bed, like literally lifting themselves off the bed. But there was no one there. The thing is that when I realized that right away, that there was no one there and that hadn't happened, I kind of gave out a little bit of a, like a, not a total scream, but like a kind of like a gaspy scream that was loud enough mm-hmm. because he was right there and the door was open in my bedroom, mm-hmm. uh, which is how I could hear these footsteps so clearly. And I kind of freaked out and waited about maybe 30 seconds, I think, before I went into the living room. And Mark was kind of awake and he says, are you OK? Did you have a nightmare? And I said, uh, pr- uh, I have no idea. But I'm going to sleep over here on the couch since you're just on the on the floor anyways. So the next morning, we're both, you know, having coffee or whatever. And I said, so uh, sorry about, you know, I was kind of embarrassed that I kind of screamed on my bed. And, I, and he says, actually, it's okay. He says, you know, this is where it gets really creepy, Aaron. This is where it gets really creepy, you guys listening. Uh, He said, actually, I was already awake when I heard you. He says, because I had been listening to people walking like steps. And I didn't know if it was you or what going back and forth on the the hallway. (laughs) And he says, because I was sleeping on the floor, I felt these thumpy steps, you know, boom, boom, boom. He says, and there they were, right behind my head, where somebody was standing there and stopped. He said, I was freaking out. I couldn't even turn around to look because it freaked me out because I knew no one was there. And I said, and he said, and within a few seconds after that, you did your thing where you kind of screamed a little bit. And I just like, I was freaking not screaming or anything but my you know when you get goosebumps basically Uh I I felt that and I said that is the creepiest thing because let me share what happened to me all right so we're both like wow that is really really creepy as a matter of fact I'm kind of getting a little bit of goosebumps right now recalling this whole thing the weird thing is a couple of weeks later I find the owners of the apartment building and I literally said you know the apartment that I moved into did anything weird ever happen there you know what they told me oh oh this is so weird they said uh no nothing weird has ever happened there and then she waited a little bit and she said actually well I mean outside of you know, she said there was an old man that was living there for years and he had a heart attack on his bed and died. 
And that was the same bedroom that I was sleeping in. Mm-hmm. Isn't that freaky? Wow. So maybe... So did, w- did, did, did Mark have pressure on his chest too? No, but he oh. heard the footsteps just like I had. And the thing is like neither him nor I had ever, you know, said anything throughout the whole night about that. You know, but when he, when he and I, you know, were discussing the event, it matched, you know, and we kind of freaked each other out over it. But the ultimate freak out (laughs) was when the apartment owner told me that story, because everything just kind of went, oh, so maybe the spirit of this old man was still there somehow and he was just letting it you know be known or something i have no idea i'm not like a ghost expert or anything my my my, my take is that actually those if, you know those those ghosts yeah. that uh, were, were messing with you guys and that the ones that put pressure on your chest i'm thinking those are the ones that caused his death ooh so there's another twist right But the reason why, yeah, it's like you never know. So it's like a movie waiting to happen in a way, especially with that little twist at the end, right? Right. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So that's a personal story for me. And I've never never told that story or shared that story with anybody in public. I mentioned it here and there in conversations that I've had with people after I met them for a while. Uh, It's the first time you've heard it from me. Wow, that's... Wow. <laughs> I mean, uh, I've never had an experience like that before, but um, when I was younger, and I'm sure a lot of people have had the same experience as me, is um, I think when you're younger, when you're a kid, I think you're you're more, I guess, open to like paranormal activity maybe. Yeah. Um, but I used to dream a lot, and my dreams would, would like come true. Like I, I wouldn't know when or where, but um, something would happen, and then I'd know that I had dreamt of that exact moment maybe uh, a few months ago, a month ago, a year ago. Could, is it like a deja, you know, you and I and a lot of people, uh, it's very common to have, I mean, there's even a term for it, deja vu. Right. And people go, that's so weird. Like, I felt like I had been there before. And you know, you you haven't been there. And there's theories like, oh, there's a parallel universe, you know, and all this stuff. But what if? What if we all dreamed things like that and we just, because we grow up and our, you know, our databanks are so full, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe we just don't remember. Kind of like when you taste something for the first time, right? Mm-hmm. You really go, wow, the taste of that. And then you, you taste that, you, you just eat that thing for so many years later that the taste isn't that new and so vibrant, you know? And maybe some of our memories of our dreams work like that. As we get older, we just don't remember our dreams. I, I'm my, my dreams have been very vivid. I have a really good memory for my dreams. But I, I don't think that most people share that, you know? Like, mm-hmm. what if you dreamed today, like, if you've ever had a deja vu, maybe, maybe you're, you're just not remembering your dreams, Maybe. You know, but that's really interesting. Name one dream, if you don't mind, that came true 
from your memory? I mean, it's just basic things like I'd be just walking down the street and then whatever happened at that exact same moment or that moment, I'd, I'd know that I had dreamt about it before. Wow. Does everything turn like into slow motion in your head or something like in the movies? No, no, no not really. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's uh, regu- regular, uh, regular motion. <laughs> wow. You know, if we were like um, doing a, a we could, I mean, I could go on if this was like just all about the scary stories that you and I have had. But, um, you know, you've been in our film festival, what, four years now? Um, see what, 2017, 17, 18, uh, 19. Oh, we're going on four years. Yeah, going on four years. Yeah. So over the last three years, are there any films that you, and I, I know I'm totally, this is a very random conversation. I'm just throwing this at you, but have you ever experienced any, um, experienced, forget that. Um, have you ever watched any of these films that really call out to you as far as freaky films go? Well, you know, a lot of them that are that are scary aren't ones that are like you know horror or anything like that. More more like suspenseful. Yeah. So like the the ones where it's like you you think there's somebody in the same room as you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the ones that are that are, are pretty freaky. <laughs> what are the ones um, from our film festival that you can recall? We... I I don't recall the names. Uh, I just know that we've but had a few. That, like uh, describe them a little bit. Oh, there's actually there's sort of like that, like the you know when you when you think there's something, someone in the same room as you. Um, I mean, like like selfie was kind of kind of scary. Oh yeah, that was Norel <laughs> Norel yeah. Nash. That one was not last year, the year before, right? No, that one was last year. Yeah, it was last That's year. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, that was kind of freaky. Um, that video, you know, because what I was thinking about doing in the show notes or whatever is just sharing the the link to some of these films, if we can recall them, or if you can. Um, there was one, remember last year, that one film about the guy that was on a couch, and he was he went to a website. He was looking at things on his on his laptop. And oh it, yeah, and huh. it was like, it was like, it was really freaky. Um, I'm actually, as we're talking, I'm going on Twitter to see if I can, because uh, I know we're f- following each other on Twitter. So I'm trying to see. It's like, wait, what was his name? So I can give him a shout out, right? Because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> why not? Um, let me see. Uh, his name was Ryan something, but I don't remember exactly. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Ryan Phillips. And I clickbait was the name of the film. Oh, okay. Starting to ring a bell. Yeah. And it was, um, it was a really cool film. I'll have to share a link about that one as well, you know, on our on our show notes for, for our listeners. Um, I think he's in, he came, he was in the UK. Um, not positive, but I remember that was freaky. And that, that film was short. It was so short, but it totally was freaky. Um, there, there's been some, some movies over the years, um, that come to our film festival. We have an actual session in our film festival called Freaky Films <laughs> for that <laughs> reason. Um, 
And there was, you know, I wouldn't consider I wouldn't consider some of the films that are freaky, right? Freaky films. Um, I think I do that just so that because it's an all ages film festival, mainly to alert people, you know, like if they have children. Although you know what happens most of the time, right, Aaron, for some of our films. I mean, we don't show anything too extreme. But I think uh, in some of our films what happens too is that um, people say, no, that's okay. Our kid watches scarier films than what you're going to show. <laughs> <laughs> and so they stay. But at least I give them the chance, you know, and I do, right, right. <laughs> do the uh, the parental warning type thing because, you know, I, I have a lot of respect for parents and their children <laughs> and it's like sometimes maybe the parents are going no that's okay and the kids going uh no it's not <laughs> so um wait when you um have done have gone out for because trick-or-treating is kind of like a big thing but you you're um uh, did you guys in your family have that habit of going out for halloween and and doing decorations or trick-or-treating or anything growing up um you know when i was younger like my neighborhood where i grew up has changed a lot uh since i was a kid when yeah. i was younger you know, i remember everybody went out for trick-or-treating um but these days and there's really the trick-or-treaters are, are, are pretty sparse mm-hmm. uh in, in my old neighborhood um it's like you know my mom and we'll, we'll, we'll buy candy but when i come home to visit it's like there's still there's a lot of leftover candy, so I, I, I end up eating it. It's um, awesome, uh, right? Can I come over? <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's it's changed. I, I know there's a lot of uh, malls, yeah. uh, like shopping malls that do trick-or-treating uh, during Halloween. So I guess it, it sort of creates a more safer atmosphere for kids to go out and enjoy Halloween. But maybe maybe a lot of families and parents are just hesitant to have their kids out and about. Uh, these days, maybe I don't. I, I guess that's the reason why there's less trick or treaters. Well, we're real dorks as parents, you know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we say, "Don't talk to strangers," you know. So, don't talk to strangers. Don't you know? Beware of you know strangers walking up to you. And I mean, the parents' worst nightmare is your kid being kidnapped or something, you know. Um, all those things. And then we turn around that one day where everybody's like dressed up as like axe murderers and <laughs> <laughs> monsters, you know, and there's, I mean, that's the one day that we go, Hey, you know what? Dress up as Cinderella or something, or, you know, Spider-Man and go knock on those strangers doors. As a matter of fact, we're going to go and hit all the doors in this neighborhood. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, and you know what? Ask them for candy and, and fill up a bag full of candy. But then we go home, right? And we're like, no, we got to test the candy. And, there, and there's hospitals that for years, uh, they, they have, busy lines of people getting their candy x-rayed oh wow there's an idea for a movie Aaron. people are getting their candy x-rayed with a a a faulty x-ray machine and when the kids are biting into the candy after it's been x-rayed and deemed safe they turn into like zombies or something (laughs) the radiation (laughs) affects the the candy yeah and it's just the kids (laughs) 
Um, I have a pretty big imagination. Um, there was something else that I kind of wanted to uh, talk about in this podcast really quick, if you don't mind. What do you think? Oh, go for it. What do you think about, this is my favorite part of Halloween, to be honest, with everybody here, because I've been a liar the whole time. No, but <laughs> quite honestly, um, it's that whole production thing, right? It's like everybody, for the most part, not every single person, right? But a lot of people go all out in Halloween to actually create a scene. It's kind of like in a movie, right? Where you're putting up props, you're setting up a scene like a haunted house, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It includes the sound, you know, and all the creepy little sounds and music and things like that and people screaming. And I think it's pretty awesome. There's some pretty cool houses. I think most of us know. You know what? Halloween isn't just in the United States. It's not just an American thing anymore. Mm -hmm. It's all over the world. Have you heard about this? Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, there's places all over the world that are celebrating Halloween now. It's not I mean, just I didn't, us. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think that was like a, a recent thing. I mean, I thought it was always, I mean, not always, not always like that, but I knew that Halloween was celebrated elsewhere or besides the United States. Yeah, no, it's, um, in, and, uh, it's the franchise thing, you know, the Halloween is a big franchise basically. Um, as far as like, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's, it's a knockout day for, making money with retailers, um, kind of like Christmas, right? The like, Halloween. Like, a home, like a Hallmark, like a Hallmark holiday. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> a creepy Hallmark one. Um, yeah. And so other countries now are saying, well, this is a way for us to sell stuff that people will buy, um, starting with home decorations and, and all those things. Um, when I was a teenager, uh, we were living, I was living for a while in, in, in my parents' house because that's what teenagers do, right? Uh, for the most part. <laughs> they, they, they were uh, living in this uh, older kind of Victorian type of a house, you know, from the 50s. Because mm -hmm. I, I moved around a lot. Um, and this house had like a cool, creepy, like haunted house type of a front porch and all kinds of stuff like that. Well, I actually went out and bought... Uh, dry ice and filled up a bunch of um, buckets with um, water and put dry ice on them. And then I put out some speakers on the balcony from my bedroom that was directly above the front porch mm -hmm. and had all kinds of creepy sounds coming. And my mom laughed because she didn't, she doesn't, she gets scared easy. <laughs> <laughs> so she left. She went out to, I think, Denny's or something, you know, to kind of hang out. And uh, she goes out there and she says, um, I'm going to uh, leave. And, you know, I know that you wanted to freak out the neighborhood with all your Halloween stuff. So have fun. Bye. She left. And she was she told me that kids in the neighborhood were always knocking on the door. And she was she had to go upstairs in the back room. And ignore everything, right? Because she didn't <laughs> want to celebrate it or open the door for people, you know, all gold out. <laughs> Not one single person. There were maybe two kids that dared come to the door. <laughs> huh. 
and they were they were freaking out and I could hear the mom going it's okay it's okay just go just go <laughs> I opened the door and I was wearing a mask and I'm like Rawr. and they just all ran and I was like wait wait you're candy <laughs> <laughs> but I think I took it too far you ever know, know anybody in your neighborhood that did that <laughs> uh I mean yeah there's been a few but I mean not to the point where nobody would want to Go there and get candy. <laughs> <laughs> I was a teenager, so I was really being extreme. There, uh, I remember one of my instructors in college, though, for the audio class that would ask students each year to come and intern for him at his house. And they made, I think it was even in the news and in newspapers and stuff, they would feature his house. Um, but he would go out and, you know, he and his team of interns college mm -hmm. students uh, from the audio classes, um, they would go out and they would do this awesome, you know, decorations, but mainly there was a lot of audio uh, freaky stuff going on. So, and, so with your, with your audio, when you're doing your, uh, your, your haunted house, yeah. uh, what did, what did you play? Well, I played um, there. I used to get CDs and things like that with, um, you know, this is before social media and, and play them. And just put the speakers out. And they were like chains and people screaming, you know, like chains in a castle. Oh, that's true. Okay. You know, that kind of stuff. Just creepy haunted house type thing. And, you know, the, the zombie sounds and all that. But imagine that because there's like on the steps on the front porch, I would put the, the dry ice coming out and things like that. I think Halloween, um, this, is, this podcast is going to come out right before Halloween. I would love to invite all the people in their homes or neighborhoods or whatever to go out and actually capture some pretty cool, like actual, instead of just like, first of all, turn your phones and make it horizontal. <laughs> Don't shoot vertical videos because you can take some of that footage and insert them um, uh, we'll put them in a video editor or edit them on your phone and create some really cool uh, Halloween movies, scary movies. I mean, you can even use them later if you're going to make a film, you know, um, they might come in handy. You know, first of all, children are wearing masks. You can't tell who they are. <laughs> <laughs> They're out in the public streets. Um, as long as you you really can't identify people. You don't really need talent releases, you know, from, from minors. I mean, you can't tell who they are. Um, as long as you can't tell who the children are, um, and most parents tend to kind of dress along too, uh, it should be pretty, pretty safe. I'm not an attorney. I always got to tell people that. But for the most part, it should be pretty safe. Uh, there's documentaries you can make you can make some music videos some some cool experimental montage uh type stuff i gotta give out to sean thomas though did you see uh the video he created the haunted path it was out kind of like in the woods mm -hmm. and uh he shot it with his phone and then he created um some special effects uh sounds and things like that he uh did the music for the the trailer for the International Mobile Film Festival last year, or this year, I should say, 2019. You said his name was Scott Thomas? 
Um, Sean. Sean. Sean Thomas. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did you see that video? Uh, no, I didn't. God, it was it was freaky. It was cool because he put. I mean, he did such a good job on setting up the the scene. Have you ever been to Balboa Park where they do the haunted uh, Balboa Park thing? It's like a path. Mm, no. Yeah, they do. They do this thing where they. It's supposed to be like a haunted path, and it's kind of out in nature, um, and they, you know, try and freak people out. It's what we do on Halloween. We freak the heck out of each other out, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, anyways, uh, are you going to go trick or treating this year? Uh, probably not. No, I mean, are are you? <laughs> you know what? I'm. I might. <laughs> I don't know that I'll be out there getting candy, you know. What are you, you going to dress up as? I am not sure yet. You know, most of the time what I end up doing, <laughs> this is this is true to me, like this podcast, right? Sort of impromptu. Um, I just improvise, you know, it's like my mood type thing. I used to get up and go to work for video editing at about, you know, three in the morning. And I remember I woke up one morning and went, oh, my God, today is Halloween. I should dress up as something. And so I grabbed, like, old leftover makeup and stuff like that, and I dressed up as a zombie. I was so happy because I didn't have to brush my hair. (laughs) Didn't have to do much. Um, And I ripped up one of my shirts and put some fake blood in it. Um, And I went to work. And you know what? I kind of looked a little more like the Joker by Heath and Leach. Uh, Heath and Leach. Uh, Heath Ledger. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, than an actual zombie. But I was I was trying to be a zombie. And what happened was most people got it that I was a zombie, obviously. Um, but the funny thing about that, Aaron, is that I forgot after wearing this thing all day. Mm-hmm. And um, of course I got there at like five in the morning, four thirty in the morning. So I left a little before five. And I went to Albertsons. I forgot. <laughs> I went to the <laughs> Albertsons uh grocery store. And I'm there. I'm like, I gotta get some, you know, a few groceries before I go home. And I'm in there shopping around by myself, you know, wearing this zombie outfit. And I'm standing in light and this lady, you know how people like they kind of sometimes actually turn around and look to see who stepped up behind him. And she turns around and she looks at me and she like just jumps and she starts laughing. You, my God, you scared me. And and there was nobody else behind me. It was just me. And she says, are you all by yourself? And I'm like, yeah, like I'm old enough. I didn't realize (laughs) I was so used to wearing that stuff. I hardly even realized that I was wearing it. And she says, Wow, that's pretty good on the, uh, did you you do that yourself? And then I realized what she was talking about because this all (laughs) happened so fast. And I was like, oh, and I started laughing. I said, I literally forgot that I was walking around by myself like this. And I guess guess most zombies walk around in groups (laughs) for the most part uh, or trick-or-treaters. But yeah, uh, it was a lot of fun. I love getting... I love Halloween. I love to see kind of like cosplay. You know, our friends, our cosplayer friends, the sponsor of the red carpet, you know, Star Wars Steampunk Universe. I just love giving out shout outs to you guys. Um, (laughs) Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, they are. And um, I love, you know, going to Comic-Con and seeing the cosplayers and everything. And 
and I love what they do. Um, but also I just, I just really love that. So I've always loved horror movies and things. Um, I used to be like, very, what are, what are some of the horror movies that, uh, that stand out for you? Um, I think the shining was probably the first real horror movie that I watched outside of jaws <laughs> that, <laughs> that, um, to be honest with you, I would say Jaws freaked me out more than The Shining, right? Because I was too little when I saw that. And, and well, you, you just you just see a big creature with teeth and, and terrifying people. I mean, it's well, natural to be scared of something like that. Limbs being torn off of children and falling to the bottom of the you know it wasn't like the deep ocean or anything, but just like yeah, doing you know you just and my dad was a was a scuba diver. He was like a beach guy, right? So we practically lived on the beach every summer. Mm, so okay. to, yeah, so to, you know, oh, hey, let's go watch this giant shark and eat people and children, you know. It's like, thanks, Dad. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> 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 because there wasn't a monster. But, you know, that's the thing about uh, some of the scary movies. It's like something. sometimes the things that scare us the most aren't really, you know, like zombies and things like that, you know, Frankenstein. It's when you're connecting the the horror to something that can really happen, you know, as a filmmaker, mm-hmm. you know, and the director. It's like, well, this is so improbable that people are not going to really get scared of it. It's not going to have the same effect. Yeah, uh, about zombie movies. I mean, the scary thing about zombie movies, the real horror isn't the zombies themselves, but it's how the humans actually react through, oh, during well. that, that situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's exactly true. You know, I, I do have to say it's October 27th. We've been enduring in California uh, fires. Oh, yeah. Um, to me, that's horrific. Um, I've experienced a couple of evacuations when I was living out on top of a mountain here in San Diego. And... It's a pretty, um, at night, for some of you who may not know what, what it's like, when you're in an area where, you know, there's not a lot of lights, like in the city, all you see is darkness and you, you know, you can see hills in the distance, basically not because it's, you know, so dark out there, but you can see a little bit of it from the moonlight or whatever, um, when you see fires out in the distance, they could be very, I mean, miles and miles away. But in the night, it looks like it's right there coming at you. Mm-hmm. And it's a very scary thing to experience at night. And it's also scary during the day. But I, I, have, to, I have to tell people at night, it's, it's even scarier. Uh, because you don't know the distance between that fire in the distance and it looks big you know sometimes and so Mm -hmm. i just have to say to you know for everybody you know all over the world because there are fires that happen you know in different parts of the world you know um but uh get out (laughs) get out while you can you know pack you know do you think there's a fire coming at anywhere around you don't wait for it to be too close to have to try and gather your things together um and sometimes what really matters is not the things that you really think matter um we live in a digital world right 
So most of our things are basically a laptop and a phone. We've got our pictures. We've got a lot of things on social media that we can always get back. We've got, you know, clouds and things like that because, you know, uh, for most of us, things that are from before then, you know, like old pictures of our parents and grandparents, those things, you know, are are very valuable. But most of everything else, I mean, you know, you can replace those things. Um, it's not worth it like to even start considering my favorite, you know, I don't know, my favorite CD or my favorite movie or my my favorite bag or I don't know. What would I consider, you know, I would definitely not forget Tico, my dog. <laughs> <laughs> Tico would be one of the first <laughs> in the car ready to go. But don't, you forget, know, don't, forget, don't forget your shotgun, Mike. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know, like things like that to me, as important as they are in my daily life, I think I, you know, I would rather tune them out um, right. just because. Well, all, all kidding aside, I think when they say it's time for you to evacuate, you should just because I mean, if you're staying there you know, unnecessarily just because you want to protect your house, it's like you're, you're, you're putting more, you're, you're reducing the chances of, of them helping somebody else since you're staying there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you, you're, uh, you're, you're putting a tax on, on resources where you wouldn't have to like, uh, they would they wouldn't have to like come back for you. You know, say say at a later time when when they can be do, they can be doing something else. Well, yeah, and not only that. I mean, it is very harsh. I mean, there are laws about that. Like, you know, you're on your own after a certain, you know, blah blah blah. But it's very hard, even for people who know you, that mm-hmm. are going. You know, stubborn Joe or stubborn Susie, right? is um, deciding that she's going to stay and trying to save the house. And we need to get over there and get her out or get him out. You know, so now you're putting your friends' lives at risk because they care about you and they would die for you. And they and right. sometimes they do, you know. And, and you, hear, you hear about similar situations like in, in hurricane uh, parts of the world. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I, I lived in Puerto Rico, so I kind of know mm. how, how hurricanes are. Um, so it can get pretty hairy at times and it's just it's just unfortunate that people feel that they still need to stay to protect their house whereas it's like you know <laughs> they they need to get out of there and move to to a, a safer location so that um, the first responders can help out other people in need um yeah that's pretty horrific i just wanted to mention that to all the people that are having to endure that this was the same time of year that i was evacuated uh, the last time, I think it was 2008, uh, 2007, I think it was 2008, um, from those fires. And I remember we were the last batch of people that were able to go back home. And it was on Halloween day that they said, okay, you can go back to your house. How long were you sort of away from your it house? It was like 11 days or 12 days or something crazy like that. Wow. Yeah, it was a big one. And the thing is, there was one time they said, okay, you can go back. And then we were just waiting in this car line at a stop sign. And the sheriffs were like, okay, you can go back. And then we got all the way up to the top of the mountain to this the, the corner of the road that we would turn into. And they the firefighters were there. And they said, no, 
um, actually it's been recalled or whatever. <laughs> it's not recalled, but I don't, they changed their minds um, because um, there were some fires starting to happen on the hillside. And we were literally, I remember I was recording it uh, on video and this is before the phone. I was actually using a camcorder, but um, I was recording that and I was watching that fire little blaze grow and grow and grow and um then they had to get the you know the airplane with that red powder stuff to mm -hmm. to go on it they said and then a sheriff pulled over while i was recording and he said you need to get out you 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 need to leave this entire area this isn't looking good and i was like oh no but my house is like right there and you know yeah it's a very scary situation for everybody and then there's also google gaps uh, google maps that was showing red zones cuz that was the only way you you know, you look like, is my house okay? And Google Maps was saying it's all red where my house was. Like it was all burned out. Mm -hmm. It wasn't though. But over the hill on the other side, everything was, had been ruined, you know? Wow. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, now we're getting into a long, long podcast session here. Erin, uh, thank you so much for being... Um, this is the first time that we've recorded a podcast over Skype. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, usually we're in person. And, uh, yeah. You know. <laughs> well, I mean, we're both in San Diego, you know, and it's, uh, the, you know, for some of our listeners who have um, listened to podcasts with Aaron before, it's usually a very noisy coffee shop in San Diego. <laughs> They're probably wondering, what's well, really quiet this time? What did they do? <laughs> um but yeah, Aaron, it's it's awesome. I hope you have a, a really happy Halloween. Is there anything creepy you'd like to share with our listeners before we leave? <laughs> anything <laughs> creepy? <laughs> um, no, just uh, just just be safe out there and be kind, uh, whether you're trick or treating or not. Be kind. Huh? Hmm. <laughs> all right. So I guess I won't decorate my house in a way that will scare all the neighborhood children away. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be kind. <laughs> um, hey, everybody, you have a very safe and kind <laughs> and wonderful Halloween. And uh, this is a comeback for our podcast, the SBP podcast, because we're now on a new platform. We're now on Podbean, and uh, we hope to stay. <laughs> so um, it's nice being back. Aaron, thank you for making this easier for me. Hey, you're welcome. And uh, happy second birthday. Ah, that's right. Thank you. <laughs> I am going to say one last little thing. To every single one of you who are listening to our podcasts, um, do subscribe <laughs> so that you don't miss them. Um, but also, I want to thank you because uh, by listening to our podcast, um, you inspire me to keep them going. We've got a lot of um, wonderful listeners, and I want to thank you as well for being guests. Um, the Some of our listeners are our guests, and want to thank all our guests for listening <laughs> 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 and for being guests. And, uh, and everyone else who is brand new to this podcast, I hope you like the, um, I hope, past tense, that's freaky, um, I hope that you enjoyed the intro to our podcast. I got to give a big shout out to Anthony De La Cruz. What's from, up, Anthony? <laughs> yeah, 
for being a supporter and helping us out with the intro, um, the voice. And, um, and I hope you like that little production that I made, um, that actually I, I made that all up on, uh, on GarageBand, uh, and you can do it too. And oh. actually, yeah, go ahead. Oh, and, and also the, um, the deadline for short film submissions for the International Mobile Film Festival 2020 is November 19th. So, uh, turn those movies in. That's right. And Aaron is an ambassador, uh, for <laughs> the International Mobile Film Festival. And he remembers things like that when I forget. Uh, <laughs> 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 thank you, Aaron. And thank you, everyone. Again, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.